With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We've got our take cannons loaded and ready. Ready. Absolutely dominant on deep routes. Absolutely dominant on short routes. boys are back, Excellent separation against man coverage. This is Reception, Reception, the show. All right, but let's circle back around now to Garrett Wilson, who I think people are just, you know, they're head over heels, man. They're, 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 they're going through the roof. They're going to the moon. Uh, all those rocket ship emojis for, for Garrett Wilson now that he goes from the worst quarterback situation in the NFL to Aaron Rodgers. Now, Aaron Rodgers is a little bit older, Matt, but still very clearly the best quarterback the Jets have seen in quite some time. Yeah, just by just a little bit. By just a little bit. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, look, right. Aaron Rodgers, he, he wasn't as great last year. Like I mentioned, you know, he was he was right. whatever, whatever. Um, I, I think that I think that Garrett Wilson will. This is another really good fit to me. Um, and, you know, I just mentioned the 75 percent uh, success rate mark for um, for Chris Olave. Garrett Wilson checks in 74.5 percent. So not quite as high, but still very high. Um, the really impressive mark for Garrett Wilson is 81.2% success rate versus press in his rookie season, 94th percentile. Um, James, the following receivers in their rookie season since 2014 have hit or cleared 80% success rate versus press coverage. CeeDee Lamb, Michael Thomas, Tyree Kill, Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, and Odell Beckham. Now you can welcome Let's Garrett go. Wilson to that list. That's a pretty, Neil. pretty damn good <laughs> list. Like if you're on that list, wow. yeah, you're probably going to be like not even just a good receiver, like a super duper star. You know, I mean, yeah. who's the worst player on that list? Like CeeDee Lamb? Maybe. Yeah, you know, like that, that's like the worst player on that list is CeeDee Lamb. And CeeDee Lamb is amazing you know so right i think garrett wilson is is that dude right now like that's a great indicator a success rate versus press if you're going to be an outside receiver which i think garrett wilson will be he told me actually a couple months ago he's like my favorite position is to play in the slot because you get these free releases everybody loves to play in the slot all the receivers love to play in the slot you ask them what's their favorite position they want to play more in the slot well when you hit 80 percent success rate versus press you you you're a big boy you went outside like an alpha so you're gonna have to go and do that sometimes Garrett and I think he'll do it really well I'm very high on Garrett Wilson too um I mean look this this second year class is crazy at the top um I have some questions and stuff like with the guys in the next tier and everything but I mean Garrett Wilson is is a stud too and the the way I think he'll be really good for Aaron Rodgers you know I mentioned we talked about Devontae Adams at the top of the show where that was 2021 2020 Packers were getting like just layup routes and layup routes to Devonte Adams and from Aaron Rodgers. You know Garrett Wilson, eighty three point seven percent success rate versus uh, with on the slant, 
78.8% success rate on digs, like those in-breaking routes, that's going to be awesome with Aaron Rodgers because as much as I just said, um, you know, some of the Yak guys can be uh, overrated. Like Garrett Wilson's also an, a crazy, like twitched up Yak guy as well. He was yeah. in space on 11.3% of his sample routes and he went down on first contact on less, less than half of those chances. Like he's a great route runner little bit of an unconventional route runner, but a great separator. And he's also incredible after the catch. Like that's, that's some pretty good stuff. When you say he's non-conventional, what does that mean? I, I just mean, he's not necessarily, he's not always necessarily the most disciplined route runner. I think he got better with that as the year, as his rookie year went on, but that was a comp, uh, a, a pretty consistent criticism of him at Ohio state is that he used these like extra moves or he wasted motion. It's like, okay, you can get away with that in college, but are you going to get away with it um, in the NFL? And I think when you saw him early on in his rookie season, like if you go actually go back and look on the website on the in-season rookie report, you see mm-hmm. that he lined up a lot more like in the slot or off the line of scrimmage so that they could get him away from those, um, those like get him away from isolated press man situations where he, might he can be a little bit more loose and not as tight with his route running because he's going to face more zone coverage he's going to face lesser defenders but the more you saw of Garrett Wilson the more you saw of him tighten those things up especially against man coverage that's when you saw him move more to the outside late in his rookie season so um I I would definitely say that the way I'd categorize it is like a little chaotic and a little um a little some like lack of discipline there but not in a bad way like some guys it's bad with Garrett Wilson he can get away with a lot of this because he is very very freaky right it's kind of uh you remember like with Jerry Judy coming out that was a guy just about to say yeah yeah (laughs) that was that was a guy yeah the Jerry Judy release package is that what you're telling me yeah that was a guy that like it was chaotic. Even if it seemed crisp, it's like you're you're wasting a lot of motion getting in it takes a long time for him to get open yeah, and it looks again. It's a little bit of Amari Cooper's like this too. Sometimes the Cooper's just a bit of a, you know, we've we've talked about Cooper a lot on the show, right? But like these guys that waste a lot of motion, but it looks really, really pretty, and then it, again, it gets into the 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 highlights on Twitter, and they, they they become like the best route runner. You know, like people still think Jerry Judy's like one of the best route runners in the NFL. It's like, yeah, he's the best route runner in the NFL after his quarterback's been sacked for two seconds. Okay. <laughs> But like Garrett Wilson wow. does, he did a little bit of that to start to, <laughs> to start his to start his rookie season. It right. tightened up as year went on, but also like he could get away with it because he is incredible. Like he is the athlete that these guys like Judy think that they are. He's actually that athletic. Uh, we're talking about a guy here um, in Garrett Wilson who played about sixty percent of his snaps lined up outside, just about just shade under forty uh, percent lined up inside. Matt, what do, what do you think that's going to kind of look like? here with Nathaniel Hackett now as their new offensive coordinator with Aaron Rodgers there. And as you mentioned, I really thought that Garrett Wilson found a place for himself uh, lined up more as an X receiver as the year went on. So I'm anticipating them using, you know, Garrett Wilson more in the X, but what are you thinking? Yeah, I think so too. Uh, again, it's funny. This, the Super Bowl conversation that I had with him, I was like, I think he was talking about like where he liked about lining up in the slot and, you know, facing against zone coverage. And it was like, I was like, you just, you want to just run a, I like, I can tell when I watch you play, you just want to run the big post and split two safeties against, you know, zone coverage and as a slot receiver. And he's like, yeah, that's all like, literally that's all I want to do. <laughs> so uh, then, and I think he'll look, he'll get those looks too. Cause I actually think like 
Um, you know, Corey Davis is still on the roster, and it sounds like Corey Davis is going to stay on the roster, which, by the way, is I think it's actually kind of a good thing. Um, it is. Just, totally. just because, because then you are able to use Garrett Wilson outside, but as a flanker, and then you can move him into the slot for some of these situations. Um, you know, and, and Corey Davis is a great blocker at that X receiver position. You know, you could also use Corey Davis as a flanker, Garrett Wilson as the X and some of these more high leverage situations when you need a guy to win against press coverage. And obviously we talked about 81.2% success rate versus press for Garrett Wilson. He can do that. Um, and then maybe this makes Alan Lazard like a big slot receiver, you know, maybe they could put, that's where he needs to be. Right. I think, I think so too. And he took a lot yeah. of slot receivers. I think they want their receivers to play everywhere, but you know, I think uh, Garrett Wilson is the flanker that you could move into the slot. Alan Lazard is sort of the big power slot. And then Corey Davis is just your like, you know, low volume X receiver. I kind of think that's probably the best uh, three receiver set for this team. Cause like you don't want, Miko Hardman out there running no disrespect to Miko Hardman but you don't want him out there playing like you know 80% of your snaps as your slot receiver he's just too too limited for that I'm Alex Rodriguez and I'm Jason Kelly from Bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment that is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and, not as uh, simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Yeah, but you know, what's, you know what is going to end up happening? It's going to be Garrett Wilson, Alan Lazard, and Randall Cobb. <laughs> it's like you yeah. can the, the 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 writing's on the wall man like i can see it now it's it's not that hard to see you know it's gonna be week seven i know, I, know. I was actually be I was Garrett sitting Wilson, here, lazard and randall cobb i was sitting here thinking i'm like there's somebody on the roster that i'm forgetting and it's ran it's randall cobb, yeah, it's randall cobb yeah. um despite I the mean, fact that they have Corey davis they've got you know Nicole hardman i like I don't know. I'm just not that convinced that Nathaniel Hackett is find a, is going to find a creative way to get a guy with four two six speed, um, creative touches. I just don't. I just don't see it. You know, like maybe if it's Lafleur, maybe you know. But Nathaniel Hackett is going to try to scheme up some some creative touches for Mecole Hardman. Uh, nah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about that one. By the way, can I throw another name out there? How about Denzel Mims? How is this man still on the roster? How is this man still on the roster? They refuse to play the guy, and they refuse to even talk about trading him. I don't understand how Mims is still on the roster. They spent the second-round pick on this dude. What the hell, man? I, it's it's so weird. Um, I remember talking to somebody uh, about about this like a few years ago, and you know, it's like. <laughs> <laughs> like the you know the, they're they're talking about Denzel Mims and uh, I was I was asking about Brandon Ayuk and like why he wasn't playing. What's your best guess like about why he's not playing with the 49ers? Like what's the deal? And they're um you know and I they were like you know sometimes these coaches especially from this tree just get so like hyper focused on the details and and all this stuff about you know they don't trust him to run all the routes or they don't trust him to to, to block and this stuff it's like dude you can't score points like the jets offense when they had like they were just putting denzel mims in this box it's like you can't score you can't score yeah. any points and you won't nope. play denzel mims now look they've got a lot of dudes on the roster the last couple of years that have probably just been better than denzel mims but it is bizarre that like every year it seems like there's a there's kind of like when, when is Denzel Mims gonna get traded and the Jets are like no we're not gonna trade him but also we're but not also 
we're not going to play him. It's the it's it, again. I talk about criminal misuse of 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 you know assets. This is criminal, man. Like he's a second round pick. Either play him or trade him. Like you you can't do this with your second round pick. It's what a waste. What an absolute waste this is for for a guy in Denzel Mims, who by the way, again, he goes in the second round. It's for a reason was pretty well received you know what i'm saying like this guy had pretty good pedigree coming out of college so uh i'm i don't know man i don't know what the hell they're doing with mims but um dude by the way i just looked up their roster they just added another green bay guy in malik taylor that's that is so funny you know that's he's his name's gonna pop up at some point during the season and we're gonna be watching tv and be like what the hell is that Malik Taylor from green Bay? He's on the jets now. That's absolutely a hundred percent going to happen. Uh, and for some reason we're, we're, it's like people are going to be caught by surprise by it. We, we thought it was going to be Randall Cobb. No, 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 no. It's Malik Taylor from green Bay coming in with some kind of random splash play. <laughs> it's going to be great. They're in a funny intersection of like, Obviously, they brought in a bunch of Green Bay dudes because Rodgers is there, and 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 yeah. but also like they also brought in a bunch of Green Bay dudes, including Aaron Rodgers, because the old offensive coordinator is there. So it's like I, I'm sure Rodgers, like, teams always do this when they hire an offensive coordinator; they're bringing all their old guys, um, yep. and, and and or head coach. They do the same thing, right? Uh, you know, the Saints traded for Adam, Tra- or the Broncos traded from Adam or Adam Troutman from the Saints, despite having a bunch of intriguing tight ends. It's like, well, Sean Payne just has to get Adam Troutman in the building. <laughs> you know, Nathaniel Hackett is like he's getting a bunch of his guys, but is Rodgers yeah. getting his guys? They're kind of at a funny intersection of the two things. Yeah, I, I, I got to look up the, uh, the the Broncos roster because he brought in a bunch of dudes actually um, that played in that that Saints you know system. But then it was weird too, right? Because then he brought in all these dudes that he never played, <laughs> right? Yeah, like Tony right, Jones, right. like Tony Jones Jr. is from the Saints system, right? He never played Tony Jones. What are you talking about? Like, why are you bringing in Tony Jones? Adam Troutman? Like, this guy never saw looks. What are you talking about Adam Troutman for? Like, why, why is he? Why is he in the system? I don't get it. All right. So again, go to receptionperception.com. Hey, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, hit us with a like, subscribe, uh, all those kind of things, rate and review the podcast as well. Um, but man, we are, we appreciate everyone kind of joining us in uh, during the off season. But, uh, but man, we want to, again, encourage you guys to go to the website, receptionperception.com because, oh my goodness, when, when, when Derek Klassen starts dropping these, 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 these nuggets, these uh, informational bombs, man, you don't want to miss it. And, and you it's pair over. that with, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> let's go. But you pair that with what Matt is doing too, man. And, um, and there's some really, really exciting things uh, happening in the world of reception perception. All right. So I tell you what, uh, Matt's got to get ready. He's got to get packing. All right. So, so we oh got to go. <laughs> Our time runs short, man. For Matt Harmon, I'm James Cone. We'll see you.